Yes, yes, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the 18th of November 2020. My name is David Castle and I'm coming at you from the United States of America in a little place called Carson City, Nevada, where we are looking like we're going to go into the next phase of the lockdowns. And what is indicative of that to me is every time you look at the headlines, it's something about the coronavirus. This is something that's not going to go away. Uh, This is what they're going to use to accomplish their Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 goals set out by uh, these these big foundations and uh, non-governmental organizations, things like the UN, which I guess is a governmental organization, but these these globalist goals that they have for us. And uh, COVID-19 is the excuse to push everything through. Previously, they used climate change and uh, before that, terrorism. Um, and it's all working towards this goal of this global governance structure where it includes the elimination of private property. It's going to be a lot harder to travel. Uh, they want to put everyone in these super big cities and cram everyone together and get us off the land and accumulate all the resources and all the wealth into the hands of a few people, the wealthy corporations. And we basically live in a fascist government system where the government works for the corporations while taking the money they steal from the public through taxation and all the bullshit they make us pay to the government, you know, permits and licenses and taxes and all these various things uh, where they steal the money from us. And then they redistribute to the corporations. Uh, And that's fascism. That's what that is. So that's what we live in. And it's under the disguise of a democracy. But anyways, let's go to CNN.com just to read you the headlines and, and let you know what's going on. So in big, bold letters across the top of the screen, it says, U.S. sees deadliest day in six months. And it says there are 1,707 deaths. The U.S. is in the throes of its biggest COVID-19 pandemic surge and the toughest phase yet, experts say. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then it talks about these governor states are in a crisis after they resisted the masks, the masks and the COVID-19 rules. So you can tell we're going to go into another lockdown type scenario. And this one is going to be more strict. Uh, they might introduce some sort of curfews and, and things like that. Mandatory masks all the time, even when you're outside, even when you're home alone in your house, sleeping you got to wear a mask and it's it's pretty hilarious because these masks have been disproven countless times there's actually scientific studies that say that the the masks don't do anything in fact i just posted something uh earlier that was talking about how the masks don't do anything and that was the world health organization themselves saying this so this is from the annals of internal medicine website And it says the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention strongly recommend that persons with symptoms or known infection wear masks to prevent transmission of SARS-CoV-2 to others. Uh, However, the WHO acknowledges that we lack evidence that wearing a mask protects healthy persons from (laughs) SARS-CoV-2. So that's from the World Economic Forum themselves saying that the masks don't do anything. And let's not forget that this virus has a 99.7% survival rate. Or is it 99.97? I don't know. But I know that most of the people who died are like over the age of 80. So, uh, But facts don't matter when people are scared. And that is the goal. That is the reason why they have to have the mask mandates. We know that you know doctors, any smart doctor at least, any person who does their own research, should know that the masks don't do anything to help you. In fact, they're just harming you. But what they are doing is giving people a constant reminder that we are in a pandemic. And occasionally I'll have people tell me that we're in a pandemic. Have you guys ever had this happen to you? It's it's hilarious. They say, you know, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> like, like, I don't fucking know that. Like we, like I haven't been around the last eight or nine months. And it's like, no, I'm just choosing to disobey. I don't care about the pandemic. And 
people might take that the wrong way and think you're a bad person for questioning everything that's going on. But in reality, uh, people who are disobeying the rules and and refusing to bow down to this authoritarian takeover of our world are the ones who care the most about society and about you and about your safety. And we love you. And we're doing this for you. But people don't see it that way. People fucking hate you if <laughs> if you don't do everything that the TV tells you and everything that the experts say because they have trained society to be completely subservient to whoever is deemed to be an expert. And if you're just some guy doing your own research or girl um, and you don't have any credentials to back you, or even if you do have the credentials, if you're not a part of the like mainstream thing, then you don't deserve to be listened to. Apparently, but most people will just not even do their own research to begin with. So it's really hard to get through to a lot of people. Uh, All you can really hope for is that you have a few people near to you that you can come into contact with that you can talk about real stuff with if if you're like awake to this kind of stuff, because it can be lonely and it can be disheartening to be surrounded by people who are completely brainwashed by the system and just going along with with all this shit and not looking into stuff for themselves it's it's quite disappointing because i don't see very many positive moves being taken around me uh to resist this this shit that's going on and it's disappointing but luckily there is a community of people that you can connect with online that are awake to what's happening but i'm not quite sure if it'll be enough to to change what's going on and especially given the censorship that's taking place on the internet and how hard it is to get coverage if you're an alternative media type person or artist or a uh, you know, journalist or whatever. It's really hard to um, get a platform these days and you'll actually be taken off of websites like YouTube, uh, be suspended on Twitter and, and the other social media platforms because they're all part of the same system. And the internet itself was created by DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project uh, Administration Association Agency. What are those fucking A-words? You know, in conjunction with the CIA, it was made by the government. The internet is the web. That's why they call it the World Wide Web, which also equals uh, 666 in another language because W is the 24th letter of the alphabet. So in Gematria, 2 plus 4. 24 equals 6, www equals 666, the mark of the beast, and they love to encode uh, these types of things into their shit. But yeah, the the internet was something to get everybody on, to get all of our data so they could have all this stuff to study about us. And these social media companies, um, not necessarily every one of them was created like by some... CIA guy, but they definitely have people who have infiltrated the organizations and uh, use it against us. So we give all of our data voluntarily uh, to these computers and these devices. So they know everything about us. They have uh, the psychological profiles of everyone, and they can actually run simulations to see how the public will respond to certain things. So this COVID-19 thing and, and these big changes that we're experiencing right now they took years to plan, and everything has been simulated and and gone over precisely to see uh, to, to help hopefully ensure that this works because they're all in on this thing, and it's really you know what it's all about. This is uh, this is what they're doing to us because they're trying to change the whole world, and we see it taking place all around us. A lot of people are sick of it. They're sick of the masks. They're sick of the social distancing. I know I am. I've been sick of it since day one, and I haven't believed it since day one. Now, I'm not trying to say that there isn't a virus that exists that is killing people and making people sick. Uh, it's it's pretty evident that there is something like that happening. But as far as the origins of it and uh, how deadly it really is, how it's transmitted, and uh, where it came from and, and what it's associated with, there's a lot of room for speculation with regards to that. And the problem with what's happening right now is you're not allowed to speculate. Uh, we're at a point in in time where free speech has really gone out the window. And I experienced this for myself a couple days ago. I was invited onto a podcast to talk about my music. And they invited me and they wanted to interview me. 
And I was like, sweet, yeah, let's do it. And it was a kind of a local thing. It was something out of Reno. And it was with a guy who I consider a friend, cool dude, a dude that I record music with, and he helps me out. Uh, he has a studio and shit. And he does this podcast, and he does it with all his buddies, and now they do it with uh, over a Zoom meeting. And they claim to be like punk rock and shit. I was the first rapper that he worked with. Typically, he worked with rock bands and like punk rockers. So, you know, my perception of punk rock is like, fuck the system. Punk rock people are hardcore. They don't give a fuck, right? But I don't know. I don't know if that's the case anymore. A lot of people say punk rock is dead, and I think that could be the case. But anyways, uh, I went on there, and considering that they invited me on, I figured that they were somewhat familiar with my work and what I'm about, and I don't know what they were expecting me to talk about, but if I'm going to be on a platform, I'm going to use it to spread the truth and to get people thinking about what's going on and you know, expose what's what's going on, because that's just what I do. That's what I care about. That's what I believe in. And uh, that's what I'm about. So I started asking questions to these people like, have you heard of Event 201? Do you know what Event 201 is? Everyone said no. So I explained to them what it was. And previous to that, I asked them if they had seen the show Utopia, which I talked about in the last episode. It's the John Cusack show on Amazon Prime where John Cusack plays like a Bill Gates-like figure and uh, he makes this this impossible meat that he, he gives to everyone. And there's this pandemic outbreak where everyone gets sick and John Cusack comes in to give everyone his vaccine, but the vaccine is really just meant to make people infertile because he wants to reduce the population of the world. So a lot of parallels with what we're seeing with this COVID-19 uh, outbreak. So that type of thing, like these types of predictive programming shows, I think are a good way to break the ice, If especially if people have seen them. Because it's like, how could you not recognize the parallels and how close that is to reality? Like, obviously, they, obviously they must have known about it in advance, you know, or, or it's just a extreme coincidence. And the coincidence theorists, to me, in my mind, are some of the most lost people in the world, they really just have a trouble. They really have trouble accepting reality. They they're just fucking fucked up in the head. But anyway, so I wanted to see if they had heard about Utopia, uh, so we could discuss that show and the parallels with what we're seeing in reality right now. And one guy said he saw it, but I kind of explained what was happening, kind of insinuating that there was prior knowledge to to this pandemic outbreak and that there might be a an ulterior motive going on, right? Big surprise, the Great Reset, right? <laughs> they, 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 Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, and Forum openly comes out and explains how COVID-19 is the perfect excuse to implement this Great Reset, which is like what they renamed the New World Order. It's the, the global government structure, the Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 thing going on that many, many people have talked about, but is ignored by the mainstream media. Anyways, so I wanted to see if they'd heard about Event 201 as well. Uh, Event 201, I'll go to the website. This is for the centerforhealthsecurity.org. This is the official Event 201 uh, website. And just to give you background of what this thing was, uh, Event 201, it says the John Hopkins Center for Health Security. Now, keep in mind, this is the John Hopkins Bloomberg Center for Health and Security. Mike Bloomberg was one of the Democratic candidates running for president against Donald Trump, uh, running against you know Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and all this shit earlier this year, but he dropped out. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a small tight knit club and you're not fucking in it. But all of these people are involved. You don't get to that position in politics, and you don't get that much coverage unless you're part of this agenda. All everything is part of it, dude. The the media, these these billionaire people who own these corporations, who own the news agencies, who own the media, and 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 are doing all this shit. They're all part of the same gang. It's all a big show. So small world, right? Uh, it says, 
The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18, 2019, in New York, New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during a response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. So this happened in October 18, 2019. I believe the first case of coronavirus uh, found in Wuhan officially is uh, sometime in early 2020 or late December 2019. Uh, so they did this well before there was ever the official pandemic, simulating how we would respond to this and uh, how the media would respond, governments, corporations, all this stuff. It says, Continuing, in recent years, the world has seen a growing number of epidemic events amounting to approximately 200 events annually. These events are increasing and they are disrupted to health, economies, and society. Managing these events already strains global capacity, even absent a pandemic threat. Experts agree that it is only a matter of time before one of these epidemics becomes global. A pandemic with potentially catastrophic consequences. A severe pandemic which becomes Event 201, would require reliable cooperation among several industries, national governments, and key international institutions. So they simulate a giant coronavirus outbreak, pandemic outbreak, and uh, before this shit happens. And everything that we are seeing take place right now was already foreshadowed and predicted and simulated by these people, by this non-elected organization of billionaires and experts from the top academic institutions, uh, top virologists, all these Illuminati-type motherfuckers in this big club that you're not in uh, planned all this shit out beforehand, and and now it's just it just so happens that a few months later, everything goes down the way they said it would. Kind of. Not nearly as many people have died as they predicted in the event 201 scenario, but still, it should raise an eyebrow, and and you should be questioning why they did this, and the timing of it, and the people involved, and how the, the high-level people who are involved in event 201 are now involved in the response to this current pandemic, supposed pandemic that we're in. So, so I'm on this podcast, and I'm trying to ask people if they had heard of it. None of them had heard of event 201. Which to me is mind-boggling because you would think as you're experiencing all these crazy changes, I mean, everything is different. Everybody has to wear a mask. You go to the store, everything's fucking different. There's all these stickers on the ground, all these signs saying you got to wear a mask, you know, no mask, no service, social distance, six feet. Uh, All of these constant reminders that we're not living in the same world. Everything is all of a sudden changed. So you would think that people would like, research what's going on and try to understand it. Maybe seek out alternative viewpoints. But man, it's just a reminder that most people don't do that. They will never do that shit. And when you try to bring to light something that they don't know and you're just a regular guy or somebody that they view as being equal or even lesser than them, um, they're not going to be receptive to it. And that's because of the cognitive dissonance that they have in their mind. It's a psychological phenomenon that doesn't allow them to understand things that go against their previously held notions because it creates like a, their fucking brain explodes pretty much for lack of a, a better expression. So I asked them if they know about event 201, they all say no. So I, I give a brief synopsis of what it, what it was and, and what it might mean. And, uh, they all just shut down. They give you that like that fluoride stare where they're like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? And they all started calling me conspiracy theorist. And uh, I'm like, holy shit, dude, you guys invited me on your podcast. Like, you don't know what I'm about. You you've never, you didn't look into my music or, or uh, any of the work I've done. Like, what kind of interviewers are you guys? So I, I didn't necessarily say that, but that's what I was thinking. It's like, it didn't quite make sense. And uh, one of the ladies was a nurse. So they got this podcast with like seven people on a Zoom call. And I don't even know what it's about, really. I was like, what do you guys even do here? What do you talk about? You guys just bullshit with each other and then let people listen to it? I guess that is what a lot of podcasts are. But what is it centered around? I don't know. 
apparently it was music, but they were not interested in my music. And uh, this girl who was a nurse got so mad that I had brought up Event 201, even though she had never heard of it, didn't know what it was, had no understanding of it, didn't research it, didn't look into it. But just the fact that I mentioned it and explained what it was and that people had simulated this coronavirus outbreak situation prior to the official pandemic starting, her like, it just blew her fucking mind. Like she got so mad and she actually like was like, fuck this, I'm leaving, fuck you to to me. And uh, she actually quit her own podcast. She had done like 400 something episodes with these people and this was like their thing that they did weekly. And she got so mad that I, I had mentioned Event 201 that she told everybody, she she told me to fuck off, left the conversation, got super emotional. I was just being logical, you know, I was just explaining. I wasn't being mean or nothing. And uh, yeah, she got super mad at me, left the conversation, and it was really awkward. So now I'm here with these other dudes, and I'm like, whoa, like what just happened? Sorry, I didn't know I I couldn't talk about that, but I mean, if if that's the way you respond to something, it's not me, it's you. There's something wrong with your head and with your mind and the way you see the world that doesn't allow you to have a grown-up discussion with someone about actual events that take place. Because Event 201 is a factual event, it's 100% true that this thing took place, and to to brush it off as a conspiracy theory and get mad at someone for even bringing up knowledge of his, its existence means that, uh, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like, I don't want to go to the hospital where you work. What if I piss you off and you decide to, I don't know, cut my throat while I'm in the hospital bed? I don't know. I don't think that would happen, but it's just crazy how people respond to shit. So yeah, she like quit her own podcast because of me. And it's so funny. I don't know. I just I just thought that was a hilarious experience. But it's kind of scary because I haven't had an experience like that in a while. I used to, every once in a while, when I was like really into trying to expose the chemtrail thing, because that shit used to bother me. And, and it still does. I mean, over the past few days, they've been spraying the sky like crazy. Uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, there was like, dozens of airplanes at once and they were all spraying the sky at once like the classic grid patterns and now go figure it's fucking raining like it was raining super hard all night last night and it was super windy yesterday but they don't control the weather right it's all random global warming climate change right so i used to try to explain to people what chemtrails were and what they were about and try to point them out to people and People were so resistant to it. They fucking hated me for doing that. And it was like, I was so passionate about it and I wanted to, I wanted people to understand because I cared about it. I thought it was important. I was like, what are these motherfuckers doing to us? Like, what are they spraying on us? What is it doing to our health? And why are they controlling the weather? And what is it doing as far as the drought goes and the fires? Like, it it involved, like, this shit's a key element in all of that stuff and it's not being discussed by anyone. So it was something that I had worked pretty hard to expose. And that's around the time where I released Digital Clouds. And uh, yeah, there was like some people in the alternative movement, uh, activists and shit who were feeling that song. So I I became friends with them and started researching even more about it. But regardless of that, I was just trying to expose it to people and people would get so mad at me. And I remember having like so many arguments with people like heated, not even debates, just just people not liking you because of what you're trying to explain to them. And you can provide them with all the information, give them the official sources, the patents, the the official books and all that stuff. And, and most people will just never look into it. And they're just going to hold a grudge against you for for believing something different. And usually people do uh, reduce it to something as simple as that, as if it's a difference in beliefs and not an actual phenomenon which which is taking place. Because it's not a matter of faith. We're not talking about, do you believe in, you know, that Christ is, is your savior or that, you know, Allah fucking loves you or some shit. It's not like a religious thing where there's, where there's like um, room for interpretation and debate because it's a spiritual thing. This is like a fact. Like, like the shit's happening in front of your face. There's all this data to back it up. We know that it's true. 
but people will just get mad at you for exposing it because they're not familiar with it. And what it does when when people have to acknowledge that something like that is real, they have to reevaluate their their pre-existing thoughts on what the world is and, and what everything means. And it shatters this illusion that they have about the world. And since you're the guy doing that, they get mad at you and they lash out at you because of that. So I'm not surprised by what took place on this podcast. It was just a reminder that the general public and most people are not mature enough and not uh, intelligent or or open-minded enough to have a discussion about real shit. They believe what they believe and they think that they know everything, especially when somebody is college educated, when they've been through that system, especially when somebody's in the healthcare industry, like like a nurse or a doctor, they're pretty set in their beliefs and they they believe in what they do and they think that you know, they just think you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. They think the worst things about you. And uh it's sad when that happens. You know, to have a reminder that most people are like that. And most people will go along with these tyrannical measures that are are being forced upon us. And they won't think twice about it. And when you resist it, and when you try to bring up um, reasons why it's illegitimate, you're the bad guy. It's the classic, you know, shooting the messenger type scenario. So that was a weird thing to experience and unsettling and annoying. It makes you want to smack the shit out of a motherfucker. But you can't do that, right? Violence is not the answer. It's not going to solve anything. What you got to do in order for people to understand something, it's an old trick that Benjamin Franklin talked about in his book, in his autobiography. Benjamin Franklin's got his own weird stories. They found a bunch of bodies under his house in London, but that's besides the fact. He was this classic Illuminati dude, but he was a very smart guy, regardless. And uh, he talked about how how you get somebody who you disagree with to agree with you and to see things the way that you see them. And it isn't through telling them straight up, this is what, this is how the world is and you should believe it because it's true. And it, it doesn't matter how true something is, just because it's coming from you, people won't want to believe it. So you have to do things in a roundabout way where you trick people into thinking that they found it out for themselves rather than found it out from you. Because if they find it out for themselves, then, uh, you know, they're smart. They're smart. You're an idiot. So (laughs) they found this shit by themselves because they're so intelligent and and do such great research. So then it's uh, it's more viable and it's more legit. It's more legitimate. Uh, Rather than having an idiot like you or myself try to explain it to them. So (laughs) that's the way you got to do shit. And it's it's sad that that's the way things are, but that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Weird things. Man, I've already almost been talking for 30 minutes. I'm just rambling on. Uh, So we're living through this event 201 thing, this great reset outlined by the World Economic Forum, and you could tell by the news that we're going to go into another lockdown. I mean, it seems inevitable, but the real question is, are people going to just keep going along with it? How long are we going to go along with this? Because unless you don't comply, unless people show some resistance, they're going to do whatever they want. And these aren't like elected officials doing this. These are just the most powerful people in the world. These these corporation owners, these high-level academic people that are employed by the people who own the banks and all this stuff, this this big group that you're not in, and they're dictating to the entire world what we must do under the guise of a response to a pandemic for a, a virus that has a 99.97% survival rate, and most people who have died are like over the age of 80. And uh, simultaneously, they are making us do all of this ridiculous fucking shit, like the mask thing. And it's been disproven so many times, but let me just go over with you uh, some of these key points on why masks don't work. And people will get mad at you for exposing this. 
just just to let you know, like it's not something like a lot of people are really passionate about this. A lot of people who I know personally are are mad about when I try to tell them that the masks don't work because the news has been telling them that they work. Uh, the doctors have been telling them that they work. It doesn't matter that thousands of doctors have gotten together and signed petitions claiming that the lockdowns do no good and that the masks do no good. Those people don't matter. It only matters what Dr. Fauci says because he's the he's the guy on TV and the TV cares about me, right? That's the mo- That seems to be the way uh, most people see shit, unfortunately. So this is by Dr. Varner- Vernon Coleman. Uh, he is a doctor that has written many, many books. Uh, he's not an active general practitioner, but he was some years ago, and he has turned to writing and exposing the truth of what's going on. He's done a lot of work uh, in the, the realm of vac- vaccines and some of the detrimental effects that are associated with those. And he has been very active since the COVID-19 pandemic in exposing what is going on, because this really is like the checkmate move that they are using against the public to implement this new control system. And it's really important that, did I say that weird? Important, important. It's important that people resist this and find out what's really going on and look into people like Dr. Vernon Coleman and try to figure out the truth. And that's why they've stepped up the censorship program so much because there's so many holes that can be poked into this scenario that they're forcing upon us and the truth is out there and they don't like they don't like that that's why you got all the fact checkers now on Instagram and Facebook and that's why everyone's getting kicked off of YouTube that's why they have those little declaimers under the YouTube videos which I've had on my video digital cloud since like fuck for years now way before the the COVID-19 pandemic and that was the first time I had seen it was on my own video I was like damn what the hell like they put a like a Encyclopedia Britannica link to contrails under my video digital clouds. Because apparently every chemtrail is a contrail. But is every contrail a chemtrail? I don't know. Anyways, I'm going off on tangents. So this is proof that masks do more harm than good. I'll only read a few of these. Uh, Face masks have been proven to do harm, but not proven to do good. Forcing citizens to wear them is a form of oppression. Support for mask wearing comes from individuals promoting face masks for political rather than health reasons. There is now considerable support for masks to be worn outdoors and even in the home. There is absolutely no scientific reason for this. And just as an aside, I recently went to San Francisco. In fact, it was right after the election or like during it. So everything was boarded up in the event that Donald Trump won and everyone freaked the fuck out and decided to burn their city down. But luckily Biden won, or at least they said he won. Not not luckily, I mean, fuck both these guys. But uh, in the event that Donald Trump won, I think there would have been mass people freaking out, especially in a town like San Francisco. Got a lot of brainwashed people there that are, that are tripping on the two-party dichotomy. But everybody in San Francisco wears their mask outside. Like, how fucking stupid could you be? But that's just what they do because everybody else is doing it and everybody's afraid to think for themselves. Me and all my friends, we didn't do that. Uh, I was with eight other dudes and we were skating around having the time of our lives, not wearing our masks, uh, but everyone else was doing it. So it's it's sad, bro. And the, the bigger the city, the more politically correct they are, the more societal pressure there is on them to conform and do what everyone else is doing no matter how bad for them and how nonsensical it is, because why would you wear a mask outside? I mean, come on, it's fucking stupid. Uh, The dumbest people are the ones who exercise with a mask on, but that's a whole nother story. Anyways, number two, over a dozen scientific papers show clearly that masks are ineffective in preventing the movement of infective organisms. They also reduce oxygen levels and expose wearers to increased levels of carbon dioxide. Number three, nine medical doctors from Australia and Vietnam studied cloth face masks and concluded that cloth masks should not be recommended for healthcare workers. So if they're not recommended for healthcare workers, how are they going to help you? Number four, wearing a mask for long periods could cause pulmonary fibrosis. Uh, Loose fibers are seen on all types of masks and may be inhaled, causing serious lung damage. 
Uh, not to mention the chemtrails, right? What about that? What's that doing in your lungs? Does that matter? Nobody cares? Okay. Number five, researchers in France proved that wearing a surgical mask caused breathlessness. Fucking obviously. I mean, it doesn't take a researcher in France to prove that, but apparently it does. Number six, masks should be changed every couple of hours and old masks should be disposed of safely. If cloth masks are worn, they should be washed at high temperatures twice a day. Disposable masks should be discarded after one use. Uh, and it says masks thrown down in the street are a serious health hazard. And this is also something that right when the, the mandated mask thing came into effect, it was if these masks are so dangerous and this virus is so deadly, why isn't there like a, like a hazmat thing for, for all these used masks, right? If, if everyone's breath and everyone's essence is so deadly, why are we just throwing the mask wherever and, and even sharing them and <laughs> just whatever? They're fucking polluting the planet. There's bazillions of them everywhere. But, you know, logic doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. It's just go along and shut the fuck up, slave, and do what you're told. Number seven, evidence proving the danger and ineffectiveness of masks has been banned, blocked, or deleted. Discussion and debate about the value of face masks is suppressed. Number eight, in September 2020, 70 Belgian doctors claimed that mandatory face masks in schools are a major threat to child development. Number nine, a leading German virologist claims that face masks are a wonderful breeding ground for bacteria and fungi. Number 10, dentists in New York have reported that mask wearing causes gum disease and dental cavities. The dentists say that face coverings lead to mouth dryness and an increase in the buildup of bacteria. Number 11, exemption certificates cards can be obtained online for those who are unable to wear a mask. Yeah, you don't have to wear a mask. Just just letting you know. I mean, they might kick you out of the store anyways, but legally, you don't got to wear a fucking mask. It, it's a mandate. It's not an actual law. Uh, some people are talking about fines and shit. I don't know anyone who's actually been fined for not wearing a mask, but I know if you tell them, you know, if people do fuck with you for not wearing a mask, you'd say, I'm exempt. Just say, I'm exempt from this shit. Like, I can't wear one medically. And they legally can't make you prove that uh, because that is uh, information that's confidential between you and your doctor. So you could say that, I mean, don't be a dick, be cool about it, and it is what it is. Or you could just, you know, take the easy road and wear the mask, just conform, just do what you're told. Just get on the train and go to Auschwitz, it'll be fine. Number 12, some face masks may have pores 5,000 times larger than virus particles. Even the N95 masks, uh, I think it's the N95 ones, but the coronavirus is magnitudes of sizes smaller than the holes in the mask. So just another reason why the masks don't work. Uh, Number 13, masks should be never touched once in place. If a mask is touched, it must be removed immediately. Now think too about uh, what these guys wear, what these guys wear, uh, these scientists and researchers in their laboratories, laboratories, uh, when they're doing research on, on a virus, like on anthrax or whatever. They're in like full crazy ass gear like a bubble suit they look like fucking astronauts and you think your bandana is going to save you from this virus Uh, it's ridiculous number 14 no one should wear a mask while exercising there have been several reports of masked children dying while exercising There's evidence showing that mask wearing reduces blood oxygen levels even when the wearer is standing still. Individuals who exercise are likely to sweat. Masks then become damp more quickly and the damp promotes the growth of microorganisms. Anyways, this goes on for for fucking... There's 44 of these points and I got to like 15. But uh, Dr. Vernon Coleman also just came out with a book, a book called uh, On the Mask Issue, talking about how the masks do more harm than good. That's what it's called. Proof that face masks do more harm than good. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you guys can see for yourself. If you want. Most people don't care. Most people don't give a fuck. And you could debate with them all day long and try to prove to them the facts, but they won't look into it themselves and just keep going along with whatever they're told. Because there's no more truth anymore, right? That's how they've done it that's how they've tricked us they obfuscate everything and make it so people don't know what to believe because there's so much contradictory information out there and uh i think that's the way it's meant to be so that's my two cents on the coronavirus i just spent like so much time talking about that but there's so much on my brain 
it's fucking crazy going through this and living through this. You guys realize what we're living through right now? Like, this is some uh, crazy shit, for lack of a better word. But besides that, I will read some fun articles about what's happening. This is from theactivistpost.com. And it is about how the UK announces the Green Industrial Revolution with a ban on gas cars. And I've been saying that this is going to happen for a long time. I used to tell people in the car business that I worked in that they should probably find new jobs soon because eventually they're going to outlaw private vehicles and make it so only essential people need need cars. I guess that would be like cops and firefighters and paramedics. But if uh, the regular slaves are going to have to use public transportation and use you know, electric cars or whatever, even though the electric car pollutes the planet more than the gas car because they use fossil fuels to create the electricity in the first place. Uh, In order to ship around the parts for the electric car, the shit has to go all around the planet like five times. uses way more resources than just a regular car, but none of that matters because it's not about saving the planet, just like climate change is not about saving the planet. It's about taking away your rights and uh, putting the yoke on you even tighter. That's what it is. And and a, a good indication that all this shit is bullshit is because, dude, they'll never recognize the legitimacy of chemtrails. I mean, they'll, they will talk about geoengineering and how they're going to spray shit into the sky and try to block out the sun because of climate change. But uh, mainstream media will never acknowledge the fact that the weather is controlled and that they're manipulating the jet stream with ionospheric heaters, uh, seeding the clouds with this cloud condensation nuclei, uh, that's electrically charged, things like barium, strontium, uh, manganese, magnesium, all kinds of shit, silver iodide, whatever, fucking modified freeze-dried erythrocytes. Do you guys know what that is? That's a red blood cell that they spray into the sky. And uh, a little thing called Morgellons, but that's some crazy shit, and I'm not going to get into that right now. If you want to learn more about it, you can read Elena Freeland's book, Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full-Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. But let me read this article. It says, while a Green New Deal is perceived as a fringe idea in U.S. politics, the the U.K. government is moving forward with a plan called the Green Industrial Revolution, which includes a ban on gas vehicles by 2030. The plan was announced by British British Prime Minister Boris Johnson this week. Johnson promised that the plan would address environmental concerns while also creating up to 250,000 jobs. Of course, right? And here's his tweet. He says, powered by the wind turbines of Scotland in the northeast, propelled by electric cars made in the Midlands and advanced by tech developed in Wales, my 10-point plan will drive forward a green industrial revolution, creating jobs across the country. How great. In addition to banning gas and diesel cars in the next 10 years, the plan also calls for a four times increase of offshore wind power capacity in the same period of time. Although it is important to note that the sale of some hybrid cars and vans will still be legal until 2035. So you can still get a hybrid. You know, it's not really a gas car. Europe's always been weird about cars, though. It's not like in America where you can get a big ass truck. And just be mobbing that shit. Like Europe, you got to drive a little fucking little car. You got to get a little car. Additionally, the government also promises to plant 30,000 hectares hectares of trees while investing 200 million euros in carbon capture initiatives. Money will also be spent on measures to reduce energy usage, including a billion euros to insulate homes and public buildings as soon as next year. However, the plan had critics on both sides of the aisle, while the Labour Party calling the plan deeply, deeply disappointing, saying that it would not properly address the environment or replenish the jobs that were lost during the pandemic. Environmental activists have also criticized certain points of the plan, particularly the government's intent to expand nuclear and hydrogen power. The program is projected to cost 12 billion euros, and Greenpeace responded to the announcement with both praise and criticism. They said, This landmark announcement signals the end of the road for polluting cars and vans and a historic turning point on climate action. Rebecca Newsom, Greenpeace's UK head of politics, said, adding that it's a shame the prime minister remains fixated on other speculative solutions such as nuclear and hydrogen from fossil fuels that will not be taking us to zero emissions anytime soon, if ever. It says other critics say that this is a more symbolic measure than one that will be providing relief to people who are struggling right now. Uh, 
and it's i mean there's an alternative moment this motive is uh it's the part of the great great reset taking away your your private property taking away your cars making it so you can only go where you're allowed you can only go on the approved path and uh you're saving the environment by doing that they tell you but it's not about that. The real polluters are the the third world countries who don't have any regulations on that type of thing like China and India. And that's where all of our stuff is made because our politicians outsource that shit with the free trade agreements. And they actually use taxpayer money to uproot the factories that were in America and move them over to China so they could have cheaper labor. And uh, the the corporations get to earn more money, and now we don't produce anything in our own country in in the United States because it could be done for cheaper in countries like China or or Bangladesh or or Myanmar or whatever you know these third world countries where you can only you pay them like a quarter a day and and they do all this shit for you. So taxpayer money was actually used to to take our own sources of income, our own sources of livelihood these these factories where we actually made shit in our own country and and move it over to there and they don't even got to pay like no tariffs on it or anything like that. So the corporations get hooked up while the regular person gets fucked and that tends to be the case with shit, right? Um, continuing, I had a couple more things I wanted to explain. Uh, it says, this one is off of Zero Hedge. And the title is, for the first time, Wall Street admits that civil unrest could crash markets. This was released today, the 18th of November. It says, earlier today, we reported that sentiment in the latest Bank of America fund manager survey was so bullish, even survey organizer B of A chief investment officer Michael Hartnett said it's time to turn bearish for the near time and sell the vaccine because Wall Street has gone full bull. The most bullish fund manager survey of 2020 on the back of vaccine election macro. Uh, November FMS shows a big drop in cash, 20-year high in GDP expectations, big jump in equity, small cap and EM exposure, reopening rotation can continue in quarter four, but we say sell the vaccine in coming weeks and months as we think we're close to full bull. Uh, You know what? I'm not going to read this because I don't know what the fuck that means. Forget I said that. I'm going to edit that out. Uh, one thing we got is, this is interesting, this strikes close to home, 15,000 Nevada voters also voted outside state, electoral college candidates claim. Uh, Nevada's Republican Party announced on n- announced a new election contest on Tuesday to throw out fraud and ensure election integrity, citing a slew of alleged voting irregularities. That in that include claims of evidence that 15,000 people who voted in Nevada also voted in another state. (laughs) That's classic. People I know personally uh, went to vote and were told that they had already voted. How does that happen? There is so much bullshit with this election. I mean, I don't really believe in this two party dichotomy, anyways. I do think that. Joe Biden is like way more new world ordery than Donald Trump is, but they're they're both part of it. They're both in that gang. I just think Joe Biden would be a quicker path towards it, towards the bullshit. Not that Donald Trump's a fucking saint. That guy's kind of an idiot, but it's all a show. It says the election contest filed in Carson City District Court by Nevada Electoral College candidates who pledged to Donald Trump is contesting the results of the presidential election in Nevada. It alleges substantial irregularities, improprieties, and fraud that occurred in the election and that Nevada election officials put in effect an election system that was highly susceptible to fraud and abuse. Of course it is. Everything's electronic. Anybody with the knowledge of hacking and, and doing that kind of shit would be able to rig an election. Any online contest where you got to like get a certain amount of votes, you could buy the votes. And you don't think they could do that with an election? These people who have all the resources in the world and all the money? Are you really that simple where you don't think that could happen? But, you know, last election, the the Russians did it, right? They, they're the ones who made Donald Trump win. 
there was election tampering by the by the Russians, but now it's impossible because a Democrat won. So now the elections are legit. <laughs> people actually believe that. It's crazy what people believe. If it's my guy who wins and everything's cool, but if your guy wins, then it's bullshit. It says, evidence will show that the nature and scale of that fraud and abuse renders the purported results of the Nevada election illegitimate. Former Nevada Attorney General and Trump campaign Nevada co-chair Adam Laxalt said that the lawsuit alleges many mail-in votes were improperly cast. We are presenting today in our formal contest that there are north of 15,000 people who voted in Nevada and another state. We are presenting that people that had already done a change of address and left the state outside of the 30-day requirement, their ballots were still cast. We are also presenting dead voters. Ah, the classic dead voter. I love them. I mean, he would have voted for that guy if he was alive, so, I mean, it counts. He took issue with Clark County's system whereby a complaint has to be lodged in order for an issue to be investigated regarding a contested vote. I will only leave one example. If a person has died and that ballot was mailed to someone's home and someone voted that ballot, who is going to complain about that vote cast? No one, quite clearly. So the system isn't investigating these things, Laxalt said. Among other alleged voting irregularities raised, the lawsuit took issue with the reliability of the signature scanning machine used in Clark County. He pointed to how no professional election integrity body has certified the machine and how election personnel manually adjusted the factory settings of the machine to 40% of a signature match. Yeah, so uh, it's just, I mean, it's all bullshit. Come on. It's all fucking bullshit. Of course they they rigged the election. Uh, and anybody who tells you different is either brainwashed or they have an agenda. That's my opinion. It's really hard to believe in this two-party dichotomy when you know about things like the chemtrails in the sky or 9-11 or any number of things that shows that the government is fucked up no matter who's in power. Ah, but that's the way they divide us. That is the way they can continue on with all of this fuckery by keeping us divided against one another through these this two-party system that was designed to give us the illusion of choice. Meanwhile... Uh, both the left and the right wing belong to the same bird. Ah, yeah. You know, when you look at what's happening in the world and uh, the, these these big changes that we're going through and just the changes in, in the way people behave towards each other, and it kind of seems like people are, are a little more hostile these days, a little less willing to lend a helping hand, uh, less respectful, less loving. And you got to recognize the correlation between that and the loss of religion in society. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be religious to be a good person. I'm not entirely religious. I'm not super into that shit. But when a society loses that connection to something external, to the spiritual world and to to a bigger purpose in life and, and to consequences after you die, if you do some fucked up shit, if you don't have that anymore then things start to decay. And that's the reason why there was an an intentional attack on religion. That's the reason why they don't like that shit. They want everyone to worship the religion of science. They want us to be uh, super materialistic and and spirituality doesn't matter. And if it is spirituality, it's like some uh, astrology type shit, you know, like witchcraft. But traditional Christianity, Judaism, uh, Islam is seemingly looked down upon. But it's funny how people will hate organized religion like that but love Buddhism and be all about Buddhism, not recognizing that the tenets are so similar in a lot of these religions. But it was interesting to visit an area of the world somewhere like Indonesia or, or Thailand uh, where people are extremely religious and they live their life like that and you see the way people treat each other and it's just kind of a different vibe where people are more open to that that realm of existence. And in America, we're not really like that anymore. It's kind of seen as being stupid and even people who do go to church is kind of more of a social thing than a, than a spiritual thing. So you kind of got to wonder... Are demons real? 
Do we got demons infecting motherfuckers? Sometimes I feel like that's true. There's this guy, Malachi Martin, uh, who who wrote a bunch of books. He wrote a book called Hostage to the Devil. Malachi Martin was a uh, Catholic priest who was an exorcist. And in his book, Hostage to the Devil, he wrote of accounts of all of these people that were possessed by demons and what it took to exercise those demons out of that person. And it's a pretty fascinating book. Uh, regardless of your beliefs about that kind of stuff, you know, these stories were true. And uh, there's a lot of people who fucking, I don't know, man, maybe there is another another side to what's going on. Maybe this world is like a Lovecraft book where all amongst us on some other wavelength, there's some other beings floating around and fucking with us. Who knows, man? I don't know. That type of shit is interesting to think about. But, you know, at the end of the day, just got to be a good person. But when you when you think about how how evil some of these people are and the things they do and what their motivation might be, it kind of begs to begs the question maybe there is something greater going on as far as a, a spiritual battle or some shit. So, you know, what side are you going to be on? Are you going to be with the with the douchebag dickheads or are you going to be a, a cool a cool uh, light Light warrior, as they call it. <laughs> ah, anyways, I really hope that there isn't another lockdown because I don't think the small businesses can handle much more. So many have already been shut down. Uh, I don't think the bars and restaurants can take another lockdown. I think they announced here that they wanted to go to 25% capacity uh, in in a reduction from the 50%. And it is so frustrating to go to a fucking restaurant and see like 20 open tables and there'll be a line of people and them telling them that there's no room. I mean, it's just insulting. It's fucking annoying. And we just go along with it. The businesses go along with it. And uh, if that's the case, you know, we're, we're heading to, we're heading down a very dangerous path. Seems like this is all part of the eugenics program to depopulate the world and and get rid of the undesirables. You know, I mean, do they really need so many people on the planet anymore? There's over 7 billion people on the planet, supposedly. Who knows if that's an accurate number, but that's what we're told. And with the advancements in technology, with artificial intelligence, with robots, I mean, you... They don't need that many people. <laughs> That's what they think. The people who own the planet and run shit, they want everything for themselves and they don't want us using up all of their resources. They don't they don't think that we're fit to like use them. So this this great reset thing, this COVID-19 thing, the climate change thing, this is all part of a greater plan to reduce the population of the earth and consolidate power into the hands of some very rich douchebag assholes. So that's what we're witnessing, and hopefully you can stay sane while um, while going through these these changes and experiencing them because it's it could be quite disheartening when when these sorts of things really strike home. Like a lot of people knew this was the plan for for some time, but until COVID happened. It, it really wasn't in your face, but now it's everywhere all the time. And when you understand the agenda and you know that this is about something else other than what they're saying, it's uh, it's really frustrating, especially when there's so much resistance to you when you try to expose what's going on because people just don't want to believe it. And, and then you realize that the only way for things to change and for us to get out of this is for more people to stand up and and you know search out the truth and recognize what's going on and uh people are just so resistant to that unfortunately. So I don't like to be the bearer of bad news or act like we're we're so fucked. I hope that things change and that um more people start to do their own research and and question things and maybe people are and that's why they're stepping up the censorship. I mean, obviously that's the reason, 
but I I don't see the the pivotal us getting to that um that critical like moment where where enough people are awake where things are going to change. But I don't know. I hope so. I, I'm still doing these kinds of podcasts and, and making the kinds of music I make because uh, I'm hopeful that these types of things matter and you know speaking the right words can have an effect on someone because everything you do has an effect on everything else. I, I'm a firm believer in that. That's just cause and effect. That's like the laws of physics. So everything you put out there matters. Everything you say, everything you think, uh, your words, your intentions. You know that's why prayer is a thing. That's why it's effective because. Uh, a focused intention is is extremely powerful, and that's the reason why they're trying so hard to suppress the truth and and to silence people like myself and uh, other other people who talk about this kind of shit because they know it's a threat and they know that there's um, a a common goodness in the public that can be awakened and and utilized for for the greater good. So if you're a person out there doing that kind of stuff, even if all you do is is try to mention something in passing and maybe plant a seed of thought in somebody's mind uh, when you see them during the day, who knows what that could lead to down the road? I mean, it's it's really worth a shot. What can you do? Uh, it, but the worst thing to do is just sit back and accept everything that's happening and and just go along with it and give up because... You know, what? what's that going to look like? What's the future going to look like for the kids? You know, think about the kids, the grandkids. Think about people 50 years from now, 100 years from now. I mean, it's it's important to have consideration of something like that. It's like the guy who uh, plants a tree knowing he'll never get to use the shade of that tree. But, but somebody years later gets to sit under that tree and be like, dang, this is a nice tree. <laughs> something like that, right? That's an old saying. So with that... I will leave you, and uh, I'm going to, I've said this before, but I'm, I'm going to try to do these things more periodically and and uh, be more consistent with these things. I kind of get distracted sometimes. I've been making so much music and just writing and writing and writing. I'll, I'll look through my notebooks and be like, damn, when did I write this? I just spend all my time doing that. So um, I hope it's all worth it in the end, and you guys enjoy it. If you want to support what I do, you can go to my website, homagethelionkiller.com. You can support through donating, uh, through buying the merchandise that I have there, uh, CDs, shirts, sweaters, fucking coffee cups, whatever you want. And uh, if you want to send me an email, um, there's ways to contact me on there. You can find me on social media as well. Uh, it's homage, H-0-M-A-G-E. And uh, I'm on Twitter as well, lionkiller underscore at the end. So with that being said, I'm going to get out of here and go along with my day. I hope you guys have a great one, and uh, I'll be back to talk to you soon. Peace out. I gave you the world, you asked for the moon. Nothing can improve till you're happy with you. Gave you the world, you asked for the moon. Hey, take a look what's happening. What? Shallowness, apathy. Damn. Throw away the gift, keep the packaging. Acting in our own interest to reach magical bliss. But if they ask, probably couldn't say what happiness is. I live inside a town, round down by a place. Sort of different, but the same. Rivers drown in the lakes. Wow. Big fake landscape that's surrounded with snakes. Takes grace to embrace great powers of faith. Amen. So I shape my reality, boost my salary. Millions hourly, being treated like a human battery. Calories are burning like koalas and trees. While I continue to convince you it ain't all what it seems. I scheme for the Plot, taking aim at the top Even if my shit flopped, at least I gave it a shot We've been taught to be locked in the blackest abyss Fuck that, I'm laughing in bliss, happy with this People hate what's in front of their face Think they're moving right along, but they're running in place What a disgrace, hey man, fact of it is You can have that shit, I'm happy with this People hate what's in front of their face Think they're moving right along But they're running in place What a disgrace Hey man, fact of it is You can have that shit I'm happy with this well, they don't get it. What? How we don't get it. Pathetic, sorry excuse for both parties implied. They hardly deduced I'm Marty McFly. I got parties to poop. 
Crashing parties of five, fast forward the past Rappers honing their craft, raps back order for trash Trap, what's holding them back? It's a hobby, it's lonely, but oddly It's the only bone in my body that knows me And if you know that, oh shat, you probably a homie Front row of one of my shows, doing the slow clap If the beat's fast, I'll body it slowly My rap's a decaf, coffee emoji Put your seat back, weed sack, audio loading Rotting, eroding, shit You can't teach that to recap or relearn You'll be last or be first, don't react or be that D-bag or C-words, you'll be good People hate what's in front of their face Think they're moving right along, but they're running in place What a disgrace, hey man, fact of it is You can have that shit, I'm happy with this People hate what's in front of their face Think they're moving right along, but they're running in place What a disgrace, hey man, fact of it is You can have that shit, I'm happy with this Nothing can improve till you're happy with you.